Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Paulie the Mole sitting to my right, Josh Josh of K Rock Josh fame, mm-hmm. and Sam the Bam Cunningham Fortier. Joining us today in the studio for the great show, the big show, the dominating show, the number one show in sports radio in central New York. Eat that, Brent Dax. Wow. We're here, we're live, <laughs> we're powerful, and we're moving forward. Poor Sam the Man was sitting in here by himself last Tuesday when you were out in Hollywood. And uh, I had to walk in here and go, oh, nobody told you? There's no show? No one gave me a heads up. No. We are even for Brooklyn now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. Whoa. The reason why we're not even for Brooklyn is there's a big difference of the producer screwing up and not contacting you and letting you know that would be pulling them all. Uh, I'm exonerated of all guilt and all shame. <laughs> Uh, and secondly, lying to us because you were pounding that, oh, cocktails with oh, your friends. This is and just you were, not and you were, true. And you were out at scores with young hookers <laughs> and strippers <laughs> the entire night. Well, you, By the way, are you a member of a fraternity at Syracuse University? I am definitely hey not. <laughs> definitely hey not. I'm going to distance myself as much as possible. Yeah, I bet you're going to. <laughs> I bet you're going to, my friend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's wait for the video to come out on yeah. Sam. I, dude, <laughs> dancing up on tables. Let him but, live his life. He's has it, has, it, been, right has nope. it been busy at the Daily Orange it, past couple of <laughs> It has been very busy. Campus is tense. Is, yeah. Campus is, is tense, really? guys. Yeah, no, it is. There's, There's been big meetings in Hendricks Chapel and protests. And you know, and we were talking a little bit yesterday about does this affect recruits, and then I saw somebody holding a sign saying, don't commit to Syracuse until... Syracuse commits to you. Right, and I was like, wow, this could really have a You know what, man? Huge I gotta, effect. I got to tell you, and, and I get the severity of what occurred, but this is like finding out there's a KKK faction in your town, and you're going to blame the whole town. You're going to blame the whole town for this. So... The, the administration has certain laws that they have to adhere to, uh, and, and and the students have certain rights. Now, the interesting thing about it is we would fight as a country to support someone's ability to stand there and say, I hate Jews, I hate Catholics, I hate whatever. You have a right to say that under your First Amendment rights. So these kids got carried out. I am not exonerating any of them for what they did, but you've you've disbanded the entire fraternity. And now you're going to take individual action, and I guarantee those kids that get thrown out as parents are going to sue that university quicker than their head can spin just for the sake of doing it. Um, so what more, what swifter action do you want the chancellor and do you want the people at Syracuse to take? They've, they've, they've axed a whole bunch of them, but they've got to act responsibly because those kids have rights. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, Ken Siverud's a lawyer, and he's, you know, he's surrounded himself with other lawyers. I think they're very cognizant of the fact that lawsuits could be coming. I think... This is probably about as as swift as as they could move, I think. But I don't, and I guess like the, I don't think people. I mean, people are obviously very upset about the, the Theta Tau videos specifically. But I think that this is more of a that people see this as a window, recognize us, SU is is the group. I think they're seeing this more as an opportunity to address the smaller, the more systemic issues of racism or, or, or separation. I think that's what people are going after now. Gr- granted. And so while there's a buzz going on, there's a tension on campus, and next week on Nuts Landing, you know, I mean, the, the, the bottom line really is, to me, 
if uh, let's take Rick Pitino. If Rick Pitino was in a in a bar and he's drinking and he's obviously you know because these guys were were definitely partying and and they were carrying on and he made some derogatory comment about African Americans and he used the N word in it. Now I promise you he would have been fired the next day. That university would have fired him. Are you going to damn the whole university because he's a representative of the school? Or are you going to say this is an individual act done by this guy or a group of guys sitting around a table that was totally inappropriate and give him the axe? Are you going to cut the whole basketball program because Rick Pitino, you know, stand? No, you're not going to. You're going to take action against the individuals on an individual basis. And, and, and remember, the thing that a lot of these parents, I think, are forgetting is, you have a written code of conduct as somebody that goes to that university. They are a brand. So some of these kids are going to be excused from school permanently. Their credits will still apply to another school they transfer to and whatever. But there's a clear code of conduct that has to be followed as a, as a kid that goes to that school. And some of them have broken that code of conduct for sure. Yes, they have. It's a private university. So I mean, like people who say the First Amendment rights, I mean, this is Syracuse has a handbook and they can do really what they want. But to go back to your original point, I don't think... I mean, maybe some people outside of the community, and this is something that, that you guys are more a party to than I am, but I don't think people are damning the school itself. And when I say, you know, tensions like like campus is tense, I mean that there are, you know, there are definitely factions in the school. I mean, there's kids in my classes who are saying, you know, not all frats, you know, do this or whatever. But And then there are people who are saying, you know, okay, well, I mean, this is a, a systemic culture. So I think that there's tensions in the campus. I don't think it that people are viewing it as a top-down Syracuse University, like, they're you know they're perpetuating this. That's funny because I do. I think that there's been articles and there's been things written around. Uh, there was a, a thing on Twitter about oh the Whitman School. You mean the school with all those racist kids go to? Yeah, so, I, like I don't I don't know about that though. It's oh yeah, there's there's a there's a tremendous believe me, Syracuse University and justifiably so is scrambling this chancellor and everything to at the wake of how how this could affect them socioeconomically and certainly yeah. economically the number of people do you want to go to a school that has a group of kids a group now a whole fraternity that's all going to take a black guy they're done and 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 how does this look for Syracuse how does it look for the school that had 17 kids killed in do you want to send your kid to that school even though what are the odds of a second gunman coming in no you don't want to send him to that school you don't feel like your kids are safe at a school that 17 kids were killed at. You don't feel like you want your kids around a private university. This is what they're fighting against. Now, is that true? No, that's not a reflection of everything that Syracuse University. But it, it did happen. It did happen where kids thought that it was acceptable, even drunk, to make anti-Semitic and racist comments and and you know and about women and it goes on and on. That's quite the monologue that they got and they, and supposedly. That's the first of a few. They've got a bunch of other videos. Wait till you see the kid that has those. He's now sitting down with his lawyer going, how much? And he's going to release those because there's supposed to be like seven of them or something, I understand. Well, two two have been released. There are others. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be released or not. Oh, they're going to be released. I don't know. Oh, I promise. Unless... The school was able or somebody with, you know, again, you may find this is how business is done. I'm in the film business. I'm in the business of my name being on TMZ in the past and my brothers for sure way more than me. I'm small fries compared to Alec. And so when you get the video of him taking a swing at somebody or doing so, that guy's sitting there with that video going, I want $2 million, you know, and then he's going to settle somewhere below that, but he's going to have a big ask. 
Now it's hot news, national news and international news about this this eyesore that's taken place at the university. And so, trust me, I you know, unless it's an alumni guy who's going to offer privately to buy them and compensate somebody so that they don't go out there, or the university itself, I'm not sure. I, but, I mean, but I don't know how much. I mean, yes, but the damage, it seems like, to me, has already been done. I mean, this has been picked up internationally. So, I mean, if you're, I don't, like... What is, is your incentive as an alumni to pick them up then? Because like I mean, the two well, videos are out there and they well, are really terrible. Well, because because the well again, you know, I I don't know, I don't I don't know what else is in them. And if you let out the two worst ones, you blew it because you should have sent the teaser out first, and then I would have negotiated the deal for you. <laughs> you would have got, got a lot more dough for it. So we're we're in two different businesses. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm just telling my the business I'm in is the reality of I've seen this sink other people. I've seen it sink people that I know in my business where one clip, look, listen, this, this video of uh, Odell Beckham, that's a damaging video. That's a damaging video to have a, uh, what appears to be, I will say to be cautious, what appears to be cocaine on a, on next to his bed and alcohol with some young chick and you know, he's, he's hanging out. This is not what you want when, and, 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 and there's a bigger part to this. This is exactly what I'm talking about, about a code of conduct. So you're Roger Goodell, and you, the league, make money on selling his jerseys. They, they share this as a pool that goes on between all of them, NFL gear and all that. That's owned by the league. That's not owned by Beckham. He gets paid a certain amount of money per jersey. There's a pre-done deal. But don't kid yourself for one minute. If he's going to hurt the league, if he's going to hurt the image of the New York Giants, the Mara family has every right to suspend him, to do all kinds of... He has a code of conduct, a actual contract, where they talk about the stuff you're allowed and not allowed to do. So you might as well have turned up... With, they could fry him for that because the suggestion is that he had some control over where that video went. So is this some ploy to get traded? Was he trying to... I don't know what the story is with it. I just know there's a code of conduct. And there's a code of conduct in Syracuse. And all these families, they're going to pay a lot of money with lawyers now to try to sue that university. They're not going to win. Those kids broke that code of conduct for sure. For sure. Did they do anything illegal in saying it? I'm not sure they broke any laws. They have every right to have misconstrued, ridiculously stupid, and prejudiced, mentally retarded opinions about people. I think the things. paraphrase the DA, he said something like stupidity is not a yeah, crime. Yeah, that's, right. that's what he said. Right. Is that, is that uh, Fitzpatrick? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, the First Amendment protects you from the law, not from private universities. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you know, you can't be stupid. You know. So. Well, you know what? I I, I I would hope that from any bad situation, we could learn something. And certainly in the United States, including in some factions, whether drunk or not, in upstate New York, there's groups of people that are still Neanderthalic. You know, in in, in their perception of things. Um, you know, and they're and they're products of what they're taught. So if we think that we've evened the playing field, although we've made great strides with an African-American president and so on and so forth, the fact of the matter is we still live in a, in a, in a country where different regions of it and every, every portion, therefore, of it statewise has pockets of racism still involved and anti-Semitic activities and things that should be abolished. So I say take them all, kick them in the ass, let, let the door hit you on the way out. Bye-bye. That would be my answer. I wouldn't. There would be no lawyers involved. This we're going to look into it. But if you said one of those words in any live video, this is a great. You know, and we're eating up a lot of time about it. But I'm going to go ahead and go forward with this. When Arnold Schwarzenegger was made governor of California, he had a program that he wanted to hear from the public. 
He wanted to hear from people about ideas they might have that could enhance and save money. And I submitted two. One of them I submitted was that every single driver in the state of California, the most cars there are in any state in the country and the most drivers, most traffic problems, your driver's license, your license plate, and the lane you drive in must coordinate. Meaning, if you're ranked a number one driver, you pull onto the freeway, you can only drive in the number one lane. That's it. The first lane when you merge. So that's 80-year-old people, people that are a little spastic, people that don't drive well. If you're a number two, you can merge on one and enter number two and go a little faster. And if you're a number three... You can go one, two, and then over to the third lane. And four, you're a Mario Andretti. You have to take you have to take a more comprehensive test. You have to be able to go in and out of the cones at 30 miles an hour, not at six miles an hour where you're crawling around. And you have to be a really good driver. And let that guy even go 10 miles an hour faster. He's in the left lane. He's cruising, getting to where he's going because he's that good. Of course, they said this would be biased and, and that wasn't going to work. So that got thrown out. That was my first suggestion. My second suggestion was the reverse intern program. You know what the reverse intern program is? No. So if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, you have to turn around, you have to go through regular school, get your bachelor's, then you got to go through med school or law school. And then afterwards, you have to do a two-year internship. So in that two-year internship, you're learning from people that are much more seasoned than you. And they are going to be the ones that evaluate whether or not you are worthy of finally going into private practice and become an actual doctor or a lawyer. The reverse internship program is for judges. Judges that have 18 years on the bench and are two years away from retiring to give them their full retirement package. I say that, Judge, when you have a case that has video evidence of a guy walking into a liquor store and shooting the person with their DNA there, he doesn't get a trial anymore. He doesn't get a trial. I'm not wasting $300,000 on trying this guy. There's video evidence of him murdering someone. I say a judge should be able to look at that and go, did the DNA match? Yes, it did. Is that him on the image? For sure. Let's take a look at him. Let's take a look at that. Uh-huh. Great. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're going straight to jail for the rest of your life. I'm not wasting the taxpayer's money. Bye-bye. Well, he has a right to a trial. Not anymore, he doesn't. A judge that sat 18 years on the bench that knows if there's even a small, he has a twin brother. He has, you know, anything. He can prove that he has a plane ticket, that he was out of the state, and somehow that deal, any doubt in your mind. But when it's a slam dunk, and a good 20-something percent of them are slam dunks, they got the guy. DNA is DNA. So his DNA is on the body of the dead girl. His semen is inside her. Go to prison for the rest of your life. You're not getting a trial. That's a reverse internship program. That one got thrown out too. I don't know why, but it did. So that 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 that's exactly the kind of forensic that I'm talking about here. There's no question about whether or not these kids said this. There's videos right. of them saying. And, and, to, and to cap this off, I just want to say we so students got an email from the dean of student affairs yesterday. They filed complaints against teen kids. I believe that we're either in the video or in the room. And he said that the decision will come out within the next two weeks. Well, I'm going to say this. If the kid is in the room, that's guilt by association. How much did you participate? But if you said one of those words, that directly breaks the code of conduct in that school, and you should be gone. There's no, we're going to meet with his parents. We want to meet with the lawyer. No, you're gone. Take the risk. If Syracuse wants their reputation to be that around the world of what it, what it has been for many, many, many decades, which is one of the best universities around, then they should cut these people's heads off and surgically remove them immediately if they're seen on that video participating in something that's, race, or that's racist or anti-Semitic. Get, go ahead and endure the lawsuit. That's going to save your reputation. If they tool around with this too long and they keep playing this game of what well, we're waiting to see, no, get rid of them. Have some balls. Get rid of them now. 
Wow, we're going to break on that one. Huh? I love it. <laughs> yeah, Passion. Kill, kill, kill. Passion. Paulie, take us out. As soon as they leave football, God, he looks so much healthier. Now that he simply stopped colliding with people. Look at Jeff Saturday. He looks like a normal human being. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. So excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> wow. Hey now. Yes. Polly's pumping us up. Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Utah Jazz... Now three and one in the best of seven series are the are the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder falling apart? People are asking. They're they're toast. I think they're going to lose the series. They're down three to one. That's tough to climb that mountain. But more importantly, that it didn't get a lot of press was it got this huge response about Westbrook calling out Rubio, saying he was going to shut him down. And everything and Westbrook picked up like four fouls in the first half, and he really. But what was the final in that? Did 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 Rubio get off at all or? What happened? That's not a so what to me. I mean that that's that's a big series. I think that's a big upset if Utah beats them. It's not. A, there's just so much talent on Oklahoma City. It frustrates me to watch them. Well, where's Mello? He's well, just sucking right well, now. Well, they got him in a. He's not a spot up shooter, and it's basically what they're using him as. Well, that that's the problem. Is like they amass talent, but there's no cohesion. There's no like they don't function as well of a team. And like that, like that's a two K team. You know what I mean? Like you put them all together and you have a ton of fun because like all your players can score and it's like you have a great time. You can beat your friends. But in terms of like when it takes when you play actual basketball, I feel like that's that's less legitimate. It's like a, the old Dallas Mavericks teams that Cuban kept trying to put together. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. They were like nine stars on the team. And like, they really all hate each other and they ended up winning one. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Was Jason Kidd on that team? They won. No. Or was he after? Was, wasn't there a year the Lakers did that too with like Gary Payton and Carl yeah. Malone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa. It's like, wait, this this doesn't actually work. Yeah, that they team were all been, 40 Yeah, too, that team you know? would have been great 10 years ago. Yeah, but, yeah. Had they all, well. It, it, no, but well, that's, it, that's, what, that's what Brooklyn did. That's what the Nets did when they, when they made that big trade and they got Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and. A bunch of other guys who were like over there. It might have been Jason Kidd. I think he actually might have been on the team. Jerry Stackhouse was on that team. <laughs> yeah, no, he coached that team that after. Team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go no. non so what. Yeah, non so what. Not a so what. I'm with not you guys. So-what. I think you're watching this team fall apart. And I, I like the memes of Carmelo Anthony sitting on the bench with the towel on his head. I don't know. Like he's just sitting there yeah. looking. Like, I'm waiting to go play basketball. <laughs> well, well they, they talked about, too, the fact that, you know, what does Melo do? He's guaranteed, like, some astronomical, he's like 20, $29 million next year. Yeah. And, you know, and he's, I'm sure he doesn't, he's not going anywhere. Not No one's going to pay him that. No. So he's staying there. He's going to make that. Yeah. And Westbrook, uh, what, what did Rubio, can anyone look up what Rubio scored last night? So we can take a look at... Uh, uh, the the comparison between Westbrook and Rubio because I think Westbrook's always going to get his. I'm sure he had 20 or something, but d- did he shut Rubio down? Because he swatted his shot. There was one great jumper he took, and Westbrook just came in and clobbered it. And then they called a body foul on him after the shot. And I thought that that was BS. He, he sent it into the seats. I you mean, see, uh, you see, Kevin Durant liked a comment on Instagram that was calling Russell Westbrook the problem when those two were together. No, forgot to use his burner account again. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he scored 15 second quarter points. Uh, so far, he's yeah, 26 points. Who had? 
Rubio, 26 oh, points, 11 rebounds, a, and 10 assists. a pretty good game. He didn't shoot him down, that's no. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don Yee, agent to Tom Brady, has confirmed he will return for the 2018 season. Now, I, there was some why, kind of like, why was there drama about this? I don't know this? why there was drama. I was reading yesterday, like, is Tom Brady not coming back? So his agent had to come out and say, yeah, I'm confident he's coming back. Wait, 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 no, but that's different than confirming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He says agent is confident his client will return for 2018. Yeah, he said he expects him back. His but, but that, was, I, that that is not confidence inspiring. Tom's <laughs> intentions have not changed, is what he said. You know what? Well, well, why can't Tom Brady come out and say that then? Right. Why right. can't he come out and say, yeah, I'm so, coming back. Like, let's so, let's put this to rest. Uh, if you don't think that Brady's agent isn't looking, but but where he would go would be so finite. You know, he'd have to go to somebody that's a threat to go to the final. So. You know, he's looking at Jacksonville. He's looking at, but I mean, that's so weird to think. But, but, but honestly, I mean, you're right. But, but, but if you're him, this has been, you know, my argument about a lot of other guys too. Uh, uh, the LeBron argument. If you're LeBron, you've got three th- teams you're looking at right now: Philly, Houston, or the Lakers. And the Lakers, I don't care what he does, unless Paulie brought up a great point. Well, if he goes to the Lakers, they're not going to the finals. But if he goes to the Lakers and they grab Westbrook or somebody like that to compliment him, they, they and they know inside what deals they can make. They're talking to each other on phones that none of us get to see it in the in the press until they're ready to tell you it. So he would have to go to the Lakers with another big, Why? big name. Right. Does this mean you've given up on your sleeper pick of the Clippers? Oh, yeah. I, know. I, 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 I would take the Clippers – before I would take the Lakers, but I don't. This whole twenty-three million dollar home, and he bought, I'm not buying it. At the end of the day, just like Brady, LeBron James has risen to the top of the top. He is one of the best, if not arguably one of the three or four best players in the entire league. So, if I'm looking sheerly at where I'm the best chance to beat the one target in the league, I have to beat, which is Golden State. That's with Houston. If he goes to Houston, he immediately guarantees he's meeting them in the conference finals, and he's got to beat them at one point or another. Now, Paulie goes, well, if he goes to Philly, he meets them in the final. Who cares? you still got to beat them. So where does he give you the best chance to beat them? A younger Philly team right now and playing in Philadelphia where you cruise to the finals in the East, or with what I think is a better duo to go to in Chris Paul and, and the bearded one in Houston. <laughs> And him and the beard on the same team, wow, man! I I think that that matches the Garnett Curry. You know, I think I think they're in trouble. I think they beat Golden State if he goes to Houston. Now the question is, does he care that much to win a title? Does it matter that much to him? I think it's going to irk the crap out of him go to the Lakers and and be a you know uh, a six a fifty five win team. It's gonna it's gonna kill him. He wants to win seventy games and he wants to beat the crap out of Curry the last couple of years that he goes, and then retire, and, and then he'll go to L.A. The, the problem with Philly now is they may get to the point where they're like, we don't need it. <laughs> yeah. you know, they're playing great. You know, They might just say, hey, we're young. We can save a few bucks. We're, we're getting there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think Philly would ever say we don't need LeBron, though. But do you need him, though? Like, if, I mean, any team with LeBron James is better than a team without LeBron James. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, true, but you, you're also, if you can beat him this year but and he, get there... Without him, but here, here's another important. You're point. saving a lot of money. Here's you can an, probably here's, pick up another part. Here's another important point: Where does he play in Philly versus where does he play in Houston? They don't have anybody like him in Houston. 
They don't have anybody that plays the way he plays and the position he's going to play. He's not playing guard. He's going to play forward. He's not going to play center. So they've got some forwards that are really good in Philadelphia right now, young guys. He and Russell Simmons are basically the same player, not talent-wise, but they're both... Bulls and China shops going to the basket. And, LeBron, and they, they have to. If you, they there's a thing in the in the Sixers practice facility. They have a four point line because Ben Simmons can't shoot, so they have to have like they have a four point line, so they have spacing, extra spacing to get everybody away from the basket, so he can drive and do his thing. <laughs> because they, because everyone knows he can't shoot. Yeah, well, that's it's, it's sort of remarkable like how big he is that he handles the ball and that he can't shoot. Like that's he's like no one's there's no one like him. Finally. A Massachusetts baseball team had the biggest blowout since 1928 when they played Notre Dame. So it's Old Rochester's name of one team. Lawrence Notre Dame is the other. The final score was 82 to zero. What level of baseball is this? It's uh, high school, I believe. Oh, yeah, high school baseball. It's the biggest blowout since 19. 19- uh, 28 in Iowa with a score of 109 to zero. Now, what makes this interesting is that the coach. Tried to make them stop scoring. He tried everything from not sprinting to bunting, and the kids could not even stop making routine plays. He said, quote, we had kids hitting balls 300 feet and then jogging to first. They, he tried to calm his team down, and they still beat him, 82-0. to zero. <laughs> So what? What's your ear? <laughs> I, would, I would love to see the box score of that game just to see how many pitchers. Because what's your ERA after nine innings in 82 runs? Yeah, right. You know what I would have done? I would have left the same kid in there and tortured him. Yeah. Oh, Let yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You take the pounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a better one I watched. You ever, you ever get this? Um, you ever look at this uh, uh, app? It's called um, Buzz. It's called Buzz Video. No. It's a great app to download. It's free, and it gives you different categories. We're going to go into sports, and I'm, I'm waiting in between shows from the morning show this, and I see Notre Dame University is playing like, you know, uh, like an Ivy's Cornell or somebody, and I've never seen this before in any – I don't think I've ever seen this at any level. Now, that's Division One college softball, and believe it or not, I've seen many really talented female college softball players strike out Baseball, pro baseball players. Yeah. Because in the reaction time of 47 feet throwing that softball at only 60-something miles an hour versus throwing 90 but from 67 it feet also or whatever goes it is. Up. Well, well, it's actually faster. Your reaction time is less. Yeah. So you, it's harder to hit. Even It's a little bigger, but they've done all the percent. It's, it's, a, it's equally as hard. They had, so their leadoff hitter gets up and cracks with like, you know, 250 over the right field wall. The next girl gets up and cracks one over the right center field wall. The next kid gets up and hits one out in dead center. And the next one gets up and goes back right center. And they go back to back to back to back home runs. Four home runs in a row in a Division One game. And I thought, I don't think I've ever seen somebody jack four runs. Even in a pickup game, four home well, runs. The, the Red Sox did it to Chase Wright in like 2011 or something. A pro baseball game, four yeah, guys with four home yeah, runs in a row? the, the Red Sox. They well, did I, it. Like the, I said, the, I've never seen it. Come on, Paul. You're raising your hand. I got a qu- I got a question for all of you. What do you guys think the the widest margin for a win in a major league baseball game has ever been? I'm going like to say after hearing Josh's story, what do you think the biggest blowout in baseball? I'm going to say somebody's won in baseball by 32 runs. 25. Josh, 30. All right, we'll split these two. It's 27. 
the Baltimore Orioles lost uh, to the Texas Wait, Rangers. Can I can I guess the final score? Yeah. Was it thirty three to eight? Thirty to three. Oh. So there wait, you. can I guess how old the pitcher was? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, like, this is this is like recent, right? This is two thousand seven. Like, yeah. <clears throat> What's the mercy rule? Like, is there no mercy rule in anything? Just keep no, playing until you're dead. Pros. I was wondering that about high school. Like, like high school, we used to have like, a mercy rule at least in little league. Like, all right, we do that. We did that in wrestling too. When you were just clobbering a guy, like I, I had guys that I wrestled. And I would say, you know, and it was like the little kind of doughboy kid that came out and he was just trying, I didn't want to deck him right away. Yeah. And then I thought, do I roll him over slow and pin him? So I just start taking him down and tie him up with him and beat him 28 to 2, you know. But then they added like a 15 point rule that the match ends. And I thought that was less disgraceful than getting hammered. Yeah, just, so I would yeah. just take them. I would just take them down. Just tap out. Unless the team needed six, then I would, you were free game. <laughs> yeah, you were going down. A couple other quick ones. In 1940, the Chicago Bears beat the Washington Redskins 73 to nothing. That's oh, the record wow. in the NFL. And in uh, December 17th, 1991, the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Miami Heat 148 to 80. Oh. Wow, 68 point win. Holy so. cow! <laughs> wow. There you go. Those are some how that's how many points playing? the Knicks score in a game. <laughs> how do you keep playing? Hockey. Here we go. Hockey. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So hockey is, uh, it's double digits. It's got to be 12-1. 15 nothing. 15 oh, Red Wings over the Rangers. How do the Rangers keep playing at that point? You're like, all right. Well, the, Disband the yeah, team. Yeah, what are you doing? Pull the goalie. Everybody come out. Did nobody catch? Are we? Are we? Is we're not going to write this script about this guy Foster, the goalie for the the wings? Yeah, but oh, is, the, what do you do now? Did you do something else? No, I just I, I love I, it. I, I gotta write that story. Yeah, I, I want the rights to that story. Yeah, accountant in an, in an office, and they call him up because he played in college. Mm-hmm. He goes in and wins in the third period. It makes like seven saves. Yeah, that's insane, man. That's that that's Rocky Balboa stuff. People are trying to. To discredit it, though, and being like, well, it wasn't that hard of a team, and he was only in for a little dude, while. Dude, it's an up. NHL Let me tell you team. <laughs> you go in and take some shots I wasn't those saying guys. this. It was people on the internet. Right. I, I love to see somebody get in between the pipes and let those guys blaze some slack. Mm-hmm. You know, the puck's going like 120. I mean, yeah. holy crap. That Big, was awesome. Biggest win on a PGA Tour event, 16 strokes a guy won by. Wait. That is insane. <laughs> and and uh, horse racing secretariat 31. won by 31 yeah. lengths yeah. in the tournament. I remember that. Wow. I, remember seeing, I remember seeing that. It was the most unbelievable thing when the when secretariat came around and you're watching around the curve and then into the straightaway and then into the straightaway. And it's getting close to finishing one of the triple crown events before you saw another horse. I mean, 31 lengths yeah. is, is pretty significant. Wow. Yeah, that'll never be done again. Um, although, we'll go, let's go to break. We're going to come back and I'm going to remind you about Farlap. We'll be right back. The home of Mets baseball, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. at 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> he likes the big build-up like on that one. You like that? He likes the build-up. It's, it's like going to a glam rock concert Woo! with him, isn't it? Paulie the glam rock king. You got any more so what? are we out here? Uh, I do have one more so what. I like what. it. Bring it to me. It's, I feel it. So you know Mike Francesa, the radio host? Yes. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard of this guy? Right. Yeah. Heard of this new guy? 
So he's been retired for almost three months, and he's, quote, desperate to get back into radio. <laughs> he got out in December. He's available to be on a radio show April 1st, and he is begging to get back on the radio. Oh, the great one loves this guy. Does he? Yeah, he yeah, does. He's a big WFAN guy, right? It's, right. I have a Mike Francesa story. I want to hear it, please. Uh, 2003 at the National Championship, we wanted him on for the pregame show for Syracuse basketball. So I walk up, I go, hey, hey, Mr. Francis, I'm Paul Sibilia, I'm with Syracuse Radio, I'd love to have you on. And he looked me square in the face and said, I don't do radio in Syracuse, New York. Oh, oh my God. Wow. wow, now you know why he doesn't have a job. Uh, I withdraw my offer then. Do I? <laughs> I was like, okay. I Matt don't Par- do I've radio never- in Syracuse, yeah. New York. Yeah. What a terrible comment. <laughs> wow. Yeah, How close-minded, like, uh, like too. He was you know? just like, he big tidy, so. and now nobody will hire him. It just goes to show you. And then maybe had, he's not a great time to work with. You know, well, I don't think he's got a reputation as being a nice guy. Yeah, but right. it was just he's the only person I've ever had do that to me. John Thompson once said, "I'm not doing Syracuse radio," and then he saw Matt Rowe was doing, who who played at Syracuse. Oh, I'll go out with Matt, you know. But you know, not he didn't say it in such words as <laughs> "I don't do radio in Syracuse." Well, you know, it's funny because. Um, I don't know why you'd be so pig-headed, especially if you're in the business of yeah. doing sports, to not recognize that Syracuse is a hub that lies between the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Knicks, the Nets, the Rangers, the Islanders, and then all of Buffalo with a major university Division One program and, and t- for sure, multiple sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a national threat every year in lacrosse. We're um, a Division One, pretty powerful upset, the number one team in the nation last year in football, and we're certainly a ranked national threat to beat anybody in basketball every single game. But yeah, this wasn't a Tuesday in April either. This was like, you know, you know, this wasn't just any Tuesday. It was the night of the national championship game yeah. for Syracuse. So it was just kind of well, a, well, well a, but, a but there's a big move. difference to turn around and say. You know, my schedule won't permit that right now. Thank yeah. you so much. And and get out of it in a class way, even if the opinion was you didn't want to. But to utter those words like you're so big. And believe me, in my career, I have worked with very, very big name people before in the movie business. And, you know, when you get to set and you get really disappointed to find out that they're just idiots mm-hmm. and they're mean to people, you know, the ones that yell at a 19-year-old female intern that their coffee isn't hot enough. And mm-hmm. you go, I said coffee! You know, and you're looking at them going, are you really doing that, man? Yeah. This kid's making $10 an hour just kissing your ass in Macy's window. They they, they wash your cars. They sure. do crazy stuff amenities-wise when you're these big names. But he's going to end up, someone's going to take him, you know. He's as yeah, big he might as end he up back, on the, uh, back up on the fan. He's they said Anderson's talking to him, yeah. Well, you know, it was funny because uh, uh, there's something happened that day with the great Ed Levine because he said to me, he said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, he's he's retiring today. He was talking about him. And, uh, and, I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, what's he going to do? He's like 80. He's got this show he's been doing for 40 years or something. He's going to be so bored to death. He's going to be one of those guys. Look at George Bush Sr. His wife just died. He's in critical condition. You know, he's one of those guys that if he doesn't do this, He's not going to live a long time, I don't think. He has to have There's this. just certain guys that have to work. I mean, you look at Letterman. He retires. He's, he's back like in a year. You look at... Right. He's been out three months. Francis has been out three months. He's got to get back out of the house. He's well, like, I got to go. Yeah, look at Jay, Jay Leno, too. He's in his garage. He's yeah. doing another show. You know, stuff, obviously, I'm sure he's happier doing now. He doesn't certainly doesn't need the money. Uh, but this guy, I say we boycott him in Syracuse immediately. 
According to the Maybe New York Post. Maybe because Poly. France. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so we called for a full boycott. This Poly-cot. all started when uh, he, he was quoted as saying, uh, it's time to return to WFAN. That was Francesa could talking you, to the Post. But you, could you imagine being there? You're like you're there, the guy Lord, right now. You've been there three months filling in for Francesa, and he's like, I want to come back. And you're like, oh, all right, well, this was fun. Couldn't like, just, Hopkins. <laughs> but, but, but if you're in that position... What stops you from hooking up some gear in your living room and doing like a podcast then or something if you're missing it? Why would why the fan? I think for his demographic, probably like the older Yankees fan, a podcast ain't going to happen. I think that his, ah, his audience, not download yeah, it, his see. audience is probably on the fan. They, well, it's AM radio. Yeah, and it also sounds like what Polly was saying. He wants the audience. Like the the podcast is it, yeah. like like that doesn't give you the WFAN brand. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the this is my argument about Stern. You know he. He did all those years and finally cashed in huge, 240 or whatever million to do, uh, serious. And, and so he does that, but no one talks about Howard Stern anymore. No one. Do, no you, one. do, do you know, what's his name, Scott? I can't even find the name. The, the best thing about Francesca is his interaction with the audience, too. So you're not going to get that on a podcast. He really. did afternoons, right? Two, yeah. two to six. So if you're this afternoon drive show that's on right now, how are you feeling? Are you like, hey, Mike Francesa says he wants our jobs. Like, do we still have jobs? <laughs> what is he saying? He's like publicly campaigning. For yeah. It. Like, I've I've only been in this business about eleven years. Polly much longer than me. But if if for some reason, like Howard Stern said, I want to do mornings on K Rock in Syracuse. I got a feeling he's gonna have that job. If Francesa's going, man, I'd like to go back to the fan. Can I have it? They're gonna give it to him. Yeah, but read between the lines. If he's lo- if he wasn't able to pick up a phone and call in and say, "Hey guys, I miss it. I'd love to come back. Give me two of the hours of the drive time or whatever it was," and and he was that popular, I guarantee his number was slipping a little mm. bit too. Sure, sure. For them to have said, "Okay, Mike, well, good luck, buddy. You know, love yeah. you," and and they give him a nice kickoff and everything else. Yeah, if that number's dropping, you you better be look out. It'd be funny if he was sitting at home on his own phone calling into the show. Uh, hello, <laughs> uh, this show bring, back, bring back Francesca. <laughs> <laughs> bring back Francesca. We sure miss Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we know it's you. Hello? Hang up the phone. This show should get sponsored by Hoover because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Mr. Carter. <laughs> bring back Mike. All right, let's take a break. Come back, close things out. It's ESPN Radio Syracuse. It's basketball's second season, the NBA playoffs. Sally, oh, 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 LeBron hammers it home. A month and a half of basketball's best going head-to-head for the world championship. Who's got the stuff to win it all? Curry catches, backs up to the corner for a three. And we've got it covered. Listen for the latest playoff scores, highlights, news, controversies, and inside word from around the league. Because this isn't just basketball. It's the playoffs. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. The North Division semifinals shift to Rochester for Game 3 this Wednesday. Countdown to Crunch Time begins at 6.50. Puck drop at 7.05 on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! There you go. News breaking as of 15 minutes ago that Mike Francesa is back on the <laughs> right. and that, and that As just we goes, were doing the story, and, news broke. And that goes to show you the power of doing this show. <laughs> that the fan, the outcry of fans, when they're not listening to this show that called over to the fan 
and said that they want Mike back. He was making four mil a year. Well, Seth just had a great point. Seth said he probably quit the fan. Wanted to come back and goes, all right, where's my four million? And every radio station in the world's like, nowhere. We don't have four million a year. So the fan, I doubt he's making that again. I bet the fan's probably like two million, maybe. I mean, they bill a ton of money. They make a ton of money. New York is the number one market for radio, and the fan is probably the biggest sports station in town. Yeah, but 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 the the idea that he's on it. AM, I mean, how many people can listen to It's AM, FM. It's on guy? FM, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to say, I've never listened to him uh, maybe one time scanning the channels I've ever heard this But if you speak. are a New York Yankees fan, he's kind of your guy. They call him the sports pope down there. <laughs> well, I grew up in New York, and I grew up a Yankee fan. And Yeah. I, no, I don't he kind of yeah. encapsulates New Yorkers. He's kind of a New Yorker. He's curmudgeon He's Yeah, know, he's got a big mouth. I've, yeah. I mean, I've heard of him, and I've listened to clips of him before, but, you know, and and... And he's apparently pretty good at his job because right. they hired him back as soon as he said he and, had it. And, and Roseanne Barr did bigger numbers in her last episode than she did on the closing episode. And it doesn't mean I'm going to listen to Roseanne Barr either. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for the people he's replacing too, because those those That's were three people. I know. Yeah, like what they're doing up. to save face. I've seen this happen before. They're putting him into like another time slot. They're like, oh no, we're going to move him down to the. Noon to two time slot. That's not going to last. Yeah, that's There's a, nobody that's going to pay them for to do two hours of radio. That's like when you bomb, you're bombing. You used to bat number three. You used to bat number four. Then you kind of get a few more strikeouts, and, and then they move you to five if the cleanup mm-hmm. guys come. Now you're batting eighth behind the, you know, just only the pitcher is worse than you, <laughs> and you're holding on for dear life. You're like, they're going to trade him. <laughs> you know? The only thing they could be doing is letting that team sit until Mike Francesa dies on the air, and they can just scoot them right back into his time slot. Now, how, how old is Francesa now? He's got to be in his 64. 70s. That's it? Yeah. No, oh, my not. God. That, he's not yeah, only he's 64. 60, 64. He's 64. He's right. Is he really? He looks a thousand. He <laughs> looks like he's a stone age. I feel like he's been doing radio for 64 years. I know. Years. Right. <laughs> Hasn't he been doing it for like 20-something years? Oh, my uh, God. Way longer than that. Like 27, he, 28. He started in 87 on the NFL now. 87, 9. So, 20, yeah. So, yeah. he's 30 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Holy cow. 30 years, 4 mil a year. Let me think about it. So, if I do Syracuse Market... For another twenty nine years, you'll make and if I was 40, making four million, and, and, and in thirty years, four million a year will mm-hmm. be roughly the equivalent of making fourteen cents. Oh, nice. So no, I don't see it. Oh, what's this? Mike Francesa just replaced us. He's out tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. Nice. ESPN Radio Syracuse.